on live once again, and I got my new friend here, Amanda. What's going on? What's going on? I'm uh, I'm super pumped about this one. I'm very um, very intrigued. Uh, I sometimes, most of the time, as a as a good podcaster, I feel like or journalist, you need to do like a research, and but sometimes. I feel like I shouldn't do a deep dive and I want to like learn it firsthand type of thing. Um, so that's kind of what I did here. I, I've been um, loving your pictures and I think that's kind of how I found you. It was, I think Instagram algorithm uh, recommended your photography to me and I was like, oh, wow, this is the algorithm working in my favor. This, I is, know. this is great news. <laughs> it might have been because you had a mini, but I don't think I saw the mini first. I saw like just some great, you know, classic car pictures. And then I was like, is this film? It looks really cool. And then I was like, oh shit, she's got a mini. Let's get, let's just, I immediately just <laughs> like, hey, what's up? Let's get on, let's, let's chat on the pod. So I appreciate you being on here. Absolutely. I'm happy, happy to be here. Happy you asked. I really appreciate it. And you're also, you're in the Bay Area in California? Yeah. All mm -hmm. right. So we're not terribly yeah. far away. And it, it always makes me sad because, um, you know, I was just up there. I mean, I guess just up last year. I was uh, in staying in the Presidio um, as oh, I was nice. coming back down with my mini. Uh, my buddy lives over there, but I went up on a little road trip all through Idaho. I went across over to Oregon and then um, or Washington, Oregon, back down into the Bay, stayed there for a few days putting around in the mini it would have been cool to meet up and and yeah. uh, my, but my buddy is also a photographer and he did some film shots of me uh at uh, like golden gate park or whatever i'm not too sure but uh super fun cool well very cool yeah. next time you'll have to let me know i'm also thinking of heading down south to like la area in the next little bit so yeah we'll let me know to figure something out Stop by. I'm in um, Ventura County, so a little bit north of LA, so a little bit closer Perfect. to a little closer to you. Perfect. Also, I think um, I forget the exact dates. I think it's the second week weekend, maybe of November in Sonoma Raceway. There's going to be the Minis versus Mustang. Are you going to go check that Ooh. out? Yeah. Um, I hear about it every year, probably for you know. A decade. I'm not even sure how long it's gone on. Yeah. I don't do a ton of like activities. Like, <laughs> I feel um, but it is something that's really interesting. Like maybe one day I'll get motivated and I'll actually do it. Uh, uh, say no more. I know. It's, it's I always want to do that kind of stuff too. I'm like, ah, but do I want to leave my house? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sometimes it's just easier to hop in the car and go somewhere rather than like set up this whole plan to like do an I, event, et cetera. But I that's agree. just a bad excuse. No, I need to, I need to get some pep in my step and do yeah. these things more. <laughs> I agree. No worries. <laughs> well, again, thanks for being on. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've listened to too many, but I like to start off and just kind of figure out you know, what attracted you to classic minis? I think I saw on your Instagram, you've had yours for five-ish years now. Um, classic car, dog. Sorry. Dog. It's okay. I was, I was going to say mine was getting rowdy right before we were recording, but he's around here somewhere. But um, yeah, what got you into classic cars and specifically um, wanting to own a mini? Oh, long story. Um, I grew up in a classic car family for sure, uh, but we had Chevys, Chevrolets, right? And none of them ever ran. So it was kind of like, there was always this dream of like a 56 Chevy Bel Air in the driveway and then like a 50 Chevy pickup on the street. <laughs> and like, I grew up staring at those for years, never moving. Um, and I went to a lot of car shows as a kid, like lots of good guys, lots of like local car shows and where I'm at, there isn't a lot of imports at all, or at least in the nineties right. and two thousands, there weren't a lot of imports at all. So, right. um, I, I do, I am British like by descent. Hmm. So my dad was born in England. So I've always had like oh. a, a little bit of an appreciation for things English um 
so that kind of coincides with my first car was a 69 bug. Come on. What are you doing? Yeah, she's just that's tulip. Um, tulip, I know. She's Higgins. one of two. Higgins, my English bulldog, is staring me down oh, right now. He might cute. know that I'm 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 watching tulip right now. Guest appearance, guest that's appearance okay. here. No worries, no um, worries. But yeah, my first car is actually '69 Bug, a '69 Beetle. Um, and again, similar as the cars I grew up with, it did not run. It was like. <laughs> I was walking down the street from my parents' house across from my elementary school and the super creepy house across the street was like no longer creepy. And inside the garage, there was this really cool bug. And it turns out the person that lived there had passed away and his like niece or nephew or something like inherited the house, was fixing it up and was like, hey, take this car. So it didn't have a running engine, but I was the second owner. So like, I was really, really excited about it. And it had just the perfect patina. I'm a big patina person. It was like original baby blue paint and like white interior and like, like old 49ers stickers and like seventies parking permits. Oh, it was just like, Oh man. So I always liked small cars too. So like as much as American cars are these big chunky boys, like, I still had this, I'm a smaller person. I like smaller cars. So the bug was kind of the first thing that got me into it. And then, yeah, it just built from there. I mean, being a broke kid dependent on like our own salary and to, you know, work for rent, et cetera. I still loved having old cars and I'm very fortunate to have a partner who is like a wizard with fixing old cars. So I never really have to worry about paying to get it fixed or worried about paying to get it worked on. And right. I'm also mechanically inclined myself. So it's like, even if he wasn't like in my life, I could probably figure it out. Um, so the bug got fixed up. I didn't really like it. It was one of those like cars pick your owners, just like owners pick your cars. You know what I mean? It had its own personality. Like every time I drove it, it would die to a point where no one could figure out why. And then I sold it and it worked like a charm and never died again. So I was like, oh, wow, this car wasn't for me. Wow. Um, We went on to Datsuns from there uh, because at the time, Datsuns were really, really inexpensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And uh i got a 510 shell and that was like my next old car and that was again a shell uh we've slowly collected parts but then we got a 240z and like that was so much fun and built up quicker easier so that was like my baby i loved that car um it was really fast. I'd never had a fast car before. And it was like, a t- it had a 2.8 liter in it. And it just, it went and it was so much fun. Um, from there, I started to get pickier, you know, and I started to think like, okay, what is it that I really want? And I really wanted a small, small car. And of course, the mini is like the first thing that comes to your mind, but I wasn't right. I know this might be blasphemous for your channel because it's like mini life. Right. And I'm saying like, I wasn't like fully committed at the time, but I wasn't. <laughs> and no, no. I speak mean, the truth. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being as honest as I can. Not to say that I haven't been converted, but you know, at the time no, no, it was no. like, I wanted a right-hand drive mini, um, a Fiat 500, a Barth or my dream car, like is a Subaru 360 van and it's a very obscure weird car and I kind of wrote that off like when the time is right it'll come into my life but let's let's see what we can find and oh yeah those are super cool oh they're so rad I mean you could fit it in the back of a pickup truck it's such a like it's such an optical illusion I love those really little like kind of K van style. Those are yeah. super cool. I want one of those yeah. bad too. Maybe not necessarily the... that one, but just one of those. Maybe they're super yeah. cool. Yeah, 
K-cars are the best. Like, yeah. just the ultimate, like, efficient vehicle. Oh, these, anyway. like, these Subaru ones, like, their doors, like, got suicide doors, too? Yeah, they do. Oh, those are cool. They do. Yeah, oh, they're, yeah. they're right. super rad. So We can't be mad I at wanted, that here. I, yeah, I wanted that car for many years at that point, and I'd looked for many years at that point, and that's where I was like, you know what? I think what is really special about it is that it's so small. Let me try mm-hmm. to find a Fiat or a Mini. And I was very quickly dissuaded from the Fiat um, <laughs> uh, for many, many reasons. Come on, dude. Get out of here. Come on. She's like, I want attention. Uh, I was dissuaded from the Fiat, and the Mini just happened at the perfect time, but it was also serendipitous in a weird way. Um, so it popped up in the on Craigslist and the person was like, I need this gone right now. Like I'm moving across the country. I need it gone. In the meanwhile, rewind three or four years. And my husband and I were walking around this neighborhood in Berkeley. And I'm sure you understand, like there's a car eye that you have, right? And mm-hmm all the way down this really skinny driveway under scaffolding under tarps we like spot this mini and we're like that's a mini right there and we like pinned it on our phone and we're like one of these days we're going to go back and that was the mini that popped up three or four years later urgently needed to sell it and yeah so i contacted the person and it was like that same really... mini that yeah that was wow <laughs> yeah and like uh, the whole time we're like hey when are we gonna like drop a note about that mini or when is that you know it just felt like the right time right and um the woman she was a self-proclaimed clown and like said that she and her clown buddies would like tear up tear up san francisco in this mini and like drive on the sidewalks and like go to gigs really she was in Cirque du Soleil. she was like an acrobat like extraordinaire interesting (laughs) so it had all this life and she uh it had some sort of long name starting with lottie so like lottie is what i call her i don't remember the rest of it but sure her name is lottie and it just worked out like it was the perfect timing. And that's how I got this mini here. And yeah, she's a Mark III. Um, and I just, I, uh, there's not even words I could describe to like say how much I love this car. It's been such a, such a fun time. I know, I know exactly that feeling and, uh, you know, I always hear these stories. I've heard, you know, numerous different stories and they're all different, but that feeling that you get and maybe it's many, maybe it's just finding your, your, your car. Like you kind of said, like the car kind of finds you, you find the car, whatever it is. But I have that feeling. And even mine, it was a piece of junk under a tarp, but it was like, <laughs> I saw it and I was like, that's mine. Like it was like, you know, it's just like, yeah. and it just, yeah, it gives you this feeling. And I, mine's been down for a while with some repairs and it's the feeling I get from not being able to go like drive it is yeah. just as bad. You know, it's like, yeah. I, I didn't realize how much I missed, even if I'm just taking it out on going on, uh, you know, uh, PCH or whatever it is just for a quick little jaunt. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, gives you that kind of feeling. So I, oh, yeah. I completely understand. So it's a Mark three. What color yeah. is it? It's like a light blue. Yeah, it's a baby blue. Um, I'm not sure what the original color is. There's a lot of like conspiracy, not a conspiracy, but yeah. it's very unclear. It's a New Zealand car. And Ooh. Yeah, and it's a Leyland. I'm so sorry. I'm having my partner come corral these pups right now because there's pups outside. Come on. Oh. Get out That's of here. okay. I think mine was just squeaking his beer a second ago. So <laughs> this might just be the dog, the dog episode. <laughs> Featuring the dog. I mean, I'm here for it. So I don't oh, know about yep. the rest of your audience, but I'm here for it. Well, if not, um, they can stop listening. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know what her original color is. Like, um, so originally we thought it was kind of, and please forgive me, I don't know the technical names, 
That's okay. Uh, but it was like the golden yellow kind of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we tried to do some digging with like the New Zealand license plate and where it was registered and all this stuff. And then it was said it was right. white. Um, huh. But my husband has repainted her in the original color that we had, which was this blue. Um, mm. And in the process, he saw only yellow, you know, underneath in the layers. So I don't know. But right now, I think she's... New Zealand had a couple different like uh, colors that weren't in UK or US markets. So who knows? It's a nice color. Yeah. It's very nice. Yeah, it's like a baby blue with a old English white uh, top, and then it has old English white wheels and a turquoise interior that's original. Ooh. Totally clapped out, but like I don't have the heart <laughs> to change it at all. Um, right. Yeah. I kind of want to put it back to the original yellow or orange or whatever it is because it's it's mm-hmm. just so cool, but I still don't know if that's original, so I don't know. Yeah, it kind of kind of fits that time period, all, both of those colors. So yeah, you know, you could go either way. Your husband painted it himself, or had it painted, or yeah, he painted it himself. Uh, yeah, I think for the most for the most part, um, he's a mechanic by trade. Uh, okay, but of course we're gonna talk about him. Um, he's a mechanic <laughs> no. by trade. I'm just curious, but. He, um, he restored, like, he's actually moved on to, like, physics stuff, working on physics stuff. But prior to that, he would restore, like, Porsches and Jags and Benzes and, like, uh, all kinds of crazy 60s, 70s, 50s even. So he worked at a shop that would do full restorations, including paint, etc. So he was Mm -hmm. able to, like use the paint booth, source all the materials. Mm, and I think gotcha. he kind of used this as an opportunity to practice um, mm-hmm. because paint isn't something he did a lot. And it looks great. It's mm-hmm. like really, really nice. It's the nicest car that we Yeah, we the have only reason Brian. I ask is I get, uh, oh yeah, really? Yeah, I just get like motivation to like want to paint my car myself. And then I'm like, uh, maybe I'll just let a professional do it. But then I'm like, uh, <laughs> You know, I feel like I could do it. I just do it. Do I want to spend the time to do it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I that's mean, the, that's, that's the, thing. the thing. It's a grind. It's a grind. Like prep is all like is 90% of the job and the prep is so annoying and long and stuff, but it's worth mm-hmm. it if it looks great at the end. It's true. It's true. So I think, um, what was it? Uh, earlier this year was five years that you've had the uh, Lottie. Yeah. And how is that like? I know that you're, and we'll kind of maybe we'll transition into your photography, but has it, has she been like this, a staple of like your photography and kind of giving you a new kind of perspective? Or were you always kind of into uh, photography, into um, photographing cars or what? I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know. Um, so it's been an emotional time owning her as you said yours currently is down and it pulls at your heart like she's been down a couple times in the five years that have been difficult um as far as photography goes it's photography is a weird one I started it at a really like weird time in my life where I was feeling very creatively blocked where I wasn't do I didn't feel like I was creating anything that was representative of how I felt about myself or how I felt about life in general. And mm-hmm. on our anniversary, my husband bought me a, a film camera and said, here you go. And my prior experience to photography, like really was middle school, black and white, like photography class, you know, donated cameras, donated equipment, etc. Um, I think cars became a really natural progression to like study in a way, because Mm -hmm. I was really trying to figure out composition. I was really trying to figure out color. I was really trying to study like the whole plethora of things in photography and lockdown had happened six months later. So it was like, 
I didn't feel like I could go outside and study these things per se, except I could go to my driveway and study these things just fine because mm-hmm. I have more than the mini in the driveway. I have quite a few cars in the driveway. And again, my husband works on cars as a, for a living. So a lot of these cars that you see these pictures of are like friends or at the job or in my driveway or on a fun adventure that we're taking with other friends. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a byproduct to really study photography. And then it turned into a love of taking pictures of cars. So it was, yeah, it's kind of a convoluted and, and, you know, as a photographer, I think a lot of times or any artist, why, like, why are we doing this? Why, Mm -hmm. why am I choosing this? You know? And that's been a big question. Why do I keep taking pictures of these cars? Um, And it started to become documentary in a way. Um, I've grown up in the Bay Area here. A lot of the cars that you see on the street, I've seen my whole life. You know, I've had this running list of locations of, you know, there's a 64 Mustang here. There's a 72 Monte Carlo here. There's a, you know, Datsun 1200 here. Like, and it's been really cool to revisit all these scenes. And then while it's a little bittersweet, a lot of these cars are going away. So mm-hmm. these scenes have become documentation of like, this is how this neighborhood looked for 40 years and now this car is gone. So it, there's a lot there. Um, but it really was study, honestly. Like, studying composition I shoot with Hasselblad and square format was really difficult for me to wrap my head around at first um and the cars were just the perfect way to practice mm-hmm. I love that I mean I've always loved photography I, I always wanted to be I, I wouldn't say be a photographer, but I always wanted to get into it more. I like, I've always had some sort of camera and then obviously it's been easier as phones developed and I have one in my pocket, <laughs> but I remember so many times in my life, like, all right, I have a camera, like a, you know, actual camera now, mm-hmm. let me take it with me places. And I could never figure out what to take pictures of. And I see all, you know, all these great photographers I follow that have, you know, landscape or whatever it is and like man i just don't have like an eye for that but the my mini getting my mini i feel like i sort of kind of maybe see it i i don't know i probably not that good but like i've learned a little bit more (laughs) since i've had subject matter and like following these people like oh like i'm just kind of slowly learning so for me it's like kind of brought out um that creativity that you're kind of talking about creating something fun and and realistically, that's why I started my you know, Instagram because it's fun to take pictures of my car. And I realized yeah. that's what I like to take pictures of that and, you know, other cars. But the the patina of it that you mentioned earlier um, and then finding mm. that, that gritty kind of textures in the background. And that's why I'm so obsessed with your Instagram and it being film and the square and everything. Like so many of these pictures are if you didn't see like a solar panel on the background in the house, like you'd be like, man, what, what time period is this? You know, but it's just like, I love it. And I was like, this is epic. And, um, you know, so you're doing a fantastic job. By the way, I don't think I've said the Instagram name. It's a underscore grainy day, right? Grainy day. Yeah. I think grainy day, grainy day. Go check it out. Amazing stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it, like I brought my, I, we, I used to live in Hawaii with uh, my wife and we went back uh, recently and I brought my camera and I was like, oh, I'm going to take so many pictures. And I, I didn't <laughs> take anything. I, I, we went on one hike and I took a few pictures. I probably took more pictures of other tourists on the hike for them than I took of like ourselves, <laughs> you know? And it's just like, I, it's just like, I, I want to take pictures of what I want to take pictures of. And it's mm-hmm. my car essentially. <laughs> so like, <laughs> Hey, that's awesome. You know, but, um, that's fun. I like that. I, I love that um, kind of answer. Um, my kind of next thought was there are a lot of your mini. Do you 
is it kind of like a weekend warrior thing? Do you take your mini out for photography? Do you daily drive it? Is there, you know, kind of what's your process of, uh, of finding this stuff? It, you know, cause it, it's kind of like these in my head when I'm looking like scrolling through your Instagram, it's like these adventures, either you're driving somewhere and stopping like as you see things or you're like walking down the streets of the Bay area, like finding these great moments. Yeah, it's, uh, so she's deaf. I would definitely categorize her as a daily driver first, first and foremost, like, uh, for at least two years, we didn't have a modern car because my modern car's engine exploded from a factory, from a uh -oh. factory, like, Defect. bad thing. Yeah. Uh -oh. um, so here we are, depending on a 71 Datsun 521 pickup and the 72 Mini. And nice. neither of them are failing us. Like, my my husband was driving 55 miles and back, like 110 miles to go to work every day. Wow. In one of the two cars. So wow. they are definitely daily drivers. I do I do try to give her breaks, right? But right. um and then the inevitable, like a real break has you know, happens, right? Um but yeah, I'd say ninety five percent of the time the pictures you see of this car are byproducts of us being out running errands or us like we just so happen to drive past something cool and mm -hmm. that's what you're seeing is like i have to get a picture of this right now um mm -hmm. i will say though I, and i'll be very candid like lately i have really enjoyed taking lottie on adventures and then getting these photos that I feel really proud of. Mm -hmm. So that's been a newer development of me wanting to take her and photograph her and she be kind of like the shining star of the whole reason we're out. Right. But in the past, no offense, Lottie, it's really just been like, <laughs> wow, look at this really cool old building. Let's get a picture that we stumbled upon. Let's get a picture right. in front of it. Like I would right, carry my right. camera with me everywhere for a long time until I couldn't anymore. The Hasselblad is becoming incredibly beat up. So I really need to like be careful with it at this point. But for about two years, I carried both the Canon and the Hasselblad with me at all times. And that's one of the reasons you'd see all these pictures is that, you know, sometimes you're not going to go back. Sometimes you're not going to see it again. Sometimes right. you, know, you have to take the picture right now. And right. Learning that lesson the hard way is one of the reasons I would keep my cameras on me all the time. But I definitely I a daily driver, grocery getter. I mean, my ride or die. I love that. I love that. One of my favorite pictures that, you know, I don't know if it was taken with your film camera or not because it's not square. It doesn't look like. But in front of that, like, uh, theater the lights and it's you know just parked up there and it's again one of those pictures if it didn't have the little you know whatever it says on there the new barbie <laughs> movie i think <laughs> you know you who would you would never know what time period that was and yeah, just that, i don't know with the Hasselblad, that was like a really tricky photo that you bring up we were yeah. just driving around all day and you know, we were trying to see the Barbie movie and one of the theaters we went to is sold out. And so we just drove around for a few more hours and there was a really late showing at that theater. Uh -huh. We found that parking spot. I didn't have a tripod. I didn't have a cable. Um, I was testing out a new back. That was a different aspect ratio, as you can see, for the okay. hospital vlog. Okay, okay. Yeah, I leaned my camera on a barrel and put some rocks under it and like held the shutter for a few seconds and i just was like please come out and it came out it looks awesome so uh, you know i'm not familiar with like film photography so what is the importance of having the tripod and i don't know what a what would you say a wire would you say i have a, didn't have a <laughs> wire like with a me? shutter release cable oh, oh, so, oh release cable yeah so in night photography which i freaking love like yeah it's yeah so cool um 
I know with digital cameras, you can often change the ISO enough to make mm -hmm. it to where you can shoot in pretty dark conditions without a tripod. Mm -hmm. uh, with film, that isn't as much the case. Um, I generally shoot anywhere from like 100 ISO to 800 if I'm lucky and I have the money to spring for 800. Okay. Um, they have film stocks that are much higher, 16 and 32, but even then... I'm not aware of any color film stocks that are as high as 32. Um, and right, because you have to get the film with that ISO, so it's like your exactly, whole thing. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, so you have to kind of prep for it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you're shooting at night with a film camera, there's a lot of tricks. And, I mean, people push and pull film, which means, you know, you have the ISO that's already on the film say it's 800 or something and then you rate your scene with a light meter at a much higher iso and then in development they can actually develop it longer or shorter mm. and pull out more of the detail to match the iso that you actually shot for i never do that i uh i just kind of go i just kind of wing it um <laughs> so if you don't have a tripod and the shutter release cable, um, simply pressing the shutter can cause enough shake to blur the yeah, image. I was just going to so say So the shutter that. release cable is like a auxiliary cable that just kind of trips the shutter mm -hmm. and doesn't cause camera shake. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a process. So without a stable surface at the very least. Like your your picture's gonna be blurry. There's a second picture that I took that was blurry and messed up. It's actually kinda mm. cool. But it was like not what I was going for. And I had a feeling. I said, you know, I think that that barely little push that I did is gonna make it blurry. I'm gonna take another one. Mm -hmm. And that second one was the one that you see. Wow. Love that. That's super cool. I mean, um it, it it's kind of Photography, in a way, and especially film photography, from what I know little of it, um, and just learned some more. So thank you for that. <laughs> it's kind of like owning a classic car, in a way, like right. It's like got its little you idiosyncrasies. Can say that again. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's worth it in the end, right? You 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 deal with all the pain in the ass things, and then you get to go drive the car. You deal with, you know, finding a barrel and rocks, and you know, taking your you know time with the shutter button to get this beautiful um picture at the end yeah it's do also you, very do... mechanical you yeah. know yeah. yeah super cool i mean it's again like i said it's something that i've always been interested in and maybe one day i'll get a film camera but it's you know i don't maybe that will spark my interest like you you know maybe i will do it <laughs> bring it with me more more places I, i'm sure you've heard of um uh pete uh peter um what's his name the famous YouTube dude, the photographer, what's his name? I'm Peter McKinnon? Is that yes, who you're McKinnon, talking McKinnon, about? Yes, McKinnon, McKinnon, McKinnon. Yes. Didn't he recently get into like film photography and he was like <laughs> kind of going, yeah. yeah. That kind of uh... sparked my interest again not too long ago. I saw one of his videos and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that, that, that guy is, you know, like I, so, okay, so I didn't, I didn't, sh I don't shoot digital. I've literally never shot digital. No hate at all. Like, I'd yeah. really like to get into it at this point, especially. Yeah. Um, but it's like hard thinking of investing in a whole system, et cetera. Yeah. Anyway, right. that's a, that's a different thing. But, mm -hmm. um, so I'm not, I wasn't really like familiar with any digital anything and, mm -hmm. um, uh, he actually featured me on a video talking about film people, which blew my mind. Really? Um, I was utterly like shocked and it, you know, it, yeah, it was really, really surprising. It, he put me on this list next to these people that I've respected since day one that have like been in the game for a really long uh -huh. time. It felt very surreal to be you know associated with those people and wow. with this person that and i hate i hate to admit it you know i wasn't that 
quite aware of like the significance of like who this person was, etc. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm not in digital. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it was it was I felt extremely honored and really humbled um to be included recently? in that. Yeah, it was like maybe a month ago. I might have watched it because I've been watching his videos lately on the film stuff because it was a little more interesting than the digital. But I mean, he's always yeah. inter- he's a very interesting uh, YouTuber for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, that's that's super cool and well deserved because I mean, I I don't know if you specifically said how long you've been doing photography, but it looks like you've been doing it since day day one. In my, <laughs> I mean, from from my opinion, like. I see a lot of people that I don't know, maybe it's just my style. I love your style. Um, and I, I, like I said, I can't get enough of it. I, you know, I would have reposted every single, I didn't want to be that guy that went through your Instagram and you know, you get like a thousand likes. I didn't want to be that guy, but, um, it's awesome. I, I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, kudos to you for picking it Thank up and you. enjoying it and sharing it with the world. It's, it's amazing. So, uh, everyone go Thank check you it out. so much. It really is. I love it. It's very nice. I was actually, before we got um, on the show, I was looking at your um, gallery that you can kind of get prints and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, which I need to update TBH. But uh, (laughs) so I, man, like if I, if I, when I tell people my process, I think they think I'm much more serious than I really am. Like, I don't have all this gear. I don't have all this stuff. I have two cameras that I use regularly, one medium format, one 35 millimeter. The 35 millimeter is the one I got as a gift from my husband. Yeah. Um, I've been shooting film since 2019. And that's like the first time I ever took photography really seriously. It's the first time I ever got into it. Mm -hmm. One thing about film... I mean, I get I get comments like what you're saying a lot, and it's like very humbling. But I think the reason there's this impression is because of the medium that I chose. Film yeah. is unforgiving, and mm-hmm. when you make a mistake, you learn a really hard lesson that sticks. I think yeah. a lot harder than if you're taking multiple exposures at once and then picking what works, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I, and I've, since I started in 2019, the pandemic happened a year later. Right. And it started to become really hard to get film developed. So then I started developing all my film at home, which I did. I still kind of do like maybe last month I started bringing my 35 mil back to lab because it's torture doing it at home, honestly. But, um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, the amount of times I've ripped the film trying to put it in, or I've opened the canister like a dummy, like not just being thoughtless, or, right. you know, scratches on it, or all the dust. Like, I, I don't have any patience for any of it. I edit all of it on my phone. Like, I do it while I'm, like, waiting for appointments. Like, it's a very integrated part of my life, but it's also it's I do it for the pleasure and for the joy of it. And when that starts to diminish or gets difficult, I almost always try to like take a break. Mm-hmm. That's when I shoot a lot of things that aren't cars. Honestly, I try to like mm-hmm. look at things in a different perspective, et cetera. But um, yeah, I, it's really like another appendage is this film stuff. But I also know a lot of people that will never touch their negatives with their bare hands. And like, have all of these like you know their cameras are totally perfect and there's no scratches i mean i have duct tape all over my hasselblad and people look at me like (laughs) how could you do that to this camera and it's like i use it like i don't know trying to to keep it alive (laughs) (laughs) still take pictures with it so uh man that's awesome i love to hear that it's um just as exciting for me as you know, keeping a car alive, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. it, you can tell your passion comes through in it and you can tell it's, you're not forcing it. it you're doing, you know, kind of what you love. Um, so awesome. Keep it up. Everyone go follow Ooh. her. Granny days, granny day. Sorry. Ah. Unders, underscore granny day. <laughs> I have to say, so I, I just have to throw this out there. 
when yeah. I created the screen name, I was like, I swear there's like somebody with a name like this that is a big deal in the photography world. And I searched far and low on Instagram, like uh -huh. maybe another platform, and I couldn't find anybody. So I went with this with this username, and then I find out that there's a YouTuber uh, that's Grainy Days with uh, an S, uh, and people uh, get us confused a lot. And I'm sorry, Grainy Days, I didn't think I'd ever be here. So like, well, I don't know who Grainy Days is, so. I gotta, I gotta give them the props because I guess they cr created that name. Is it, a, is it a film uh, photographer? Again, I don't really know. See? No one knows I who mean... that is. We, all we know is gra <laughs> underscore grainy day on Instagram. Let's go. Oh, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That's I funny. The high, the high horns. I'm here yeah. for that. Wah, 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 wah. That's my thing. I wish I, I, I know I'm going to um, see if I can get that uploaded into my like little media thing. I can start like hitting the media horn. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> oh man. So awesome. I, I appreciate you sharing that with me. It's um, inspiring and um, I love it. So like I said, everyone go check it out. But more importantly, back to the Lottie. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, you know, time frame, you know, because obviously you're taking pictures and stuff like that. But it looks like you've you've had some fun adventures in her Yosemite Park and some, maybe some camping trips or whatever. Um, anything coming up or anything that sticks out in your mind as one of your favorite kind of trips or memories with her? Oh, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Um, coming up, I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing this rally through the Ooh. fault line of it's called the fault line and it's at the beginning of october and it's through central california like hollister paso robles to like moro bay and we've done it before we did it in the 510 um and yeah so that's something i'm really excited about some of like my favorite photos I've ever taken were actually like on the rally when we did it in 20, I'm wearing the shirt, 2021. I don't know. One of them. What's the, the rallies called fault line? The fault line. Yeah. Um, and then past trips, Yosemite was like a very big highlight recently. Um, we hadn't gone on, we hadn't gone on a decent trip since she had been, she'd been kind of under construction um she like the something with the transmission went out when we got her the second synchro was already kind of messed up five years ago um right. but she has a 1275 in her and had a 1275 in her and she was pretty like everything was there she just needed some love and we drove her very hard for a few years and then she kind of like the transmission gave out and we weren't really sure what it was. And we didn't, you know, I'm sure, you know, transmissions are not cheap and they're like back ordered. That's what I'm waiting and for so, right now. Oh, I'm so Since sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. That you understand. So we didn't like, we had, we had these other cars. So we were like, all right, Lottie has been driven hard, hard, hard for a while. And this was right after my favorite trip with her, which I'll tell you a little bit more about. But so we let her like rest for a year. And then my husband finally looked at it and the clutch sheared off and it was just a clutch. So we replaced the clutch and she's back. Second synchro still out, but she is back. And that's when we took her to Yosemite it was shortly after that. Um, and I haven't been camping in Yosemite in a really long time and some lovely, wonderful friends like hit us up the week before and was like, Hey, we have an extra spot. You want to go camping? Say, yeah, I'd love to go camping. And we're thinking we're going to, well, my husband's thinking we're going to take one of the newer cars. And I said, no, nope. we're going to take, we're going to take Lottie, like little car in a really big place. We're going to go do yeah. that. And that was a lot of fun, but I think my my favorite trip with her, we we had a good friend who we have a good friend who found a mini up in Grants Pass, Oregon, which mm -hmm. is you know I don't know 
it's like 10 hours away from where I'm at. I don't know what that right. translates to miles, honestly. Um, <laughs> and he really wanted to get this mini, but there's a really tight timeline. And basically I had to be somewhere by 10 AM on a Thursday and we only had Wednesday to pick it up. And he asked us if we could help him get the mini and we said, okay, we're going to take our mini to get the mini. And he thought we were crazy. And we were like, no, we're going to, we're going to do it. So at 4am on Wednesday, we hop wow. in Lottie and it's November. So it's like foggy and raining and kind of yeah. crazy. Only and getting worse as you go North. <laughs> only getting worse as we go North. And uh, yeah, we just, booked it up there on five and no problems we got there around 12 o'clock in the afternoon we get to the person it's it's i'm pretty sure it's a 72 mini like i'm pretty sure it's a leyland mini just like mine and it like looks like the same car but it's orange and then we find out from this guy that there was a guy in the 90s or early 2000s or something that imported like 20 New Zealand minis in a batch to Oregon and ours wow. was one of them so like both of these Whoa. minis may have come over together I don't know it's just so cool so before we wow. picked up the car we told our friend like has this guy driven this car like is it gonna make it back to California we know that ours will make it but for this Say, yeah, he's been on many trips with it. And then we get there sure. and the guy's like, oh, yeah, I've taken it on 30-minute, one-hour drives. I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Just, <laughs> just went down, just so, down to the market. <laughs> exactly. So we drove out to the coast. I got some of my favorite pictures of her ever on that trip. Um, and it was just beautiful, like, the rain kind of stopped, but it was very foggy and it was like this Oregon rocky, like pink, foggy suns. Oh, it's the best. Mm -hmm. But, um, and then, yeah, the, we got to Eureka and our buddy's alternator went out and I still had to be home by 10 a.m. the next day. So, and I do not condone this. I do not condone this, but after many different tries of many different things, he went into the auto parts store, got like really high intensity flashlights, duct tape the flashlights to his fenders, <laughs> duct tape a flasher with a Sprite bottle in the back. So the whole back was like pink lit up like, a... <laughs> and we drove from Eureka to where we're at in the East Bay. It was at least three hours like that oh, wow. like every 30 minutes to an hour we'd be like hey those flashlights are going out we'd pull off replace the batteries it's raining it's pouring i mean a cop pulled up to us it was like one in the morning oh. and slapped the big beam on my friend and my friend was like just trying to get cop, home <laughs> and then the cop just shook his head and drove off so wow that's hilarious was, yeah it was so we left at four in the morning and we got back at three in the morning. There's nothing like adventures like that with classic <sighs> cars. It's just the little, oh man, I love that kind of stuff. It was the best. It was really the best. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, Amanda, I don't know if you've, I think you said you've watched a couple episodes or listened. Yeah. But have you, uh, have you listened to the Patty probe? Yeah. So for those that don't know, Patty Probe is just some maybe controversial questions in the mini world. Nothing too crazy, but um, I think the first one uh, I always like to start with is what is your favorite mini variant? I feel so basic. That was like one thing about this this Patty Probe that I was like, ooh. I'm about to have some basic answers, but honestly, like a Mark One Cooper S. Ugh. How is that basic? I mean, ugh, that's like the dream. You, you, do you know that I how I found mine? No. <laughs> well, I have a. Both my stories are kind of fun, but um, my first one I found on Craigslist, like you, is just an abomination of a mini, and I just kind of <laughs> jumped on it, and I think I 
it was listed for like $3,000 or something like that at the time. It was like 2016, maybe I forget. And I didn't necessarily have three grand to drop on a project car, but I had a, a old motorcycle that I had found on Craigslist for free, like the pr- prior year that I put back together. And what kind of and motorcycle? Ended, it was a um, Honda Rebel 250, nothing special, oh, but cool. I made it into like a, a cool little bobber chopper type of thing. Cool. And uh, long story short on that, the guy uh, tr- straight traded me on it. He, I just, like, <gasps> we just swapped. And I was like, so basically I got that one the for dream. free. The dream. Yeah. 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 So fun. And then um, I guess it's been almost two years now that it's been sitting in my garage. But um, uh, one of our buddies in our group like sent a uh, offer up, I think, offer up like link. And it was a you know how kind of links are for minis it was like you know whatever the year that which was wrong mm-hmm. mini cooper mm-hmm. and i was looking at it i was like it was like three grainy shitty photos of it and i was like <laughs> we were kind of like looking at it and i started looking i was like i think that i think that might actually be a cooper and then i was like i was like zoomed in on the engine and i saw like the the stampings so i was like oh shit that's a cooper s engine and then I like zoomed in on ah! the the car, the shell, the shell, and I was like, some Cooper S stuff, like like oh. you know, just like some things that was like that's that could be a. I was you like, can oh, see shit, the we're gleam going. of yeah. the like of the like trim and the grainy, right. terrible flip phone photo. Yeah, yeah, and I so I was like I I asked my wife and you know skipping some parts here, but we basically got a. Um, <laughs> A tra- rented a trailer and a truck and we went up there as in Bakersfield and I get there and I was like just play it cool if this is a Cooper S <laughs> and we were like I like walked up I was like oh yeah here here's your money and like let's and we're just like load it up babe load it up <laughs> yeah and it was, hey. got the I got the uh heritage certificate back and it was a uh, mark 167 Cooper S <laughs> yeah it needs Find a lot of work Needs a lot of work, but it you know it has its original engine. It has a ton of parts, a ton of original stuff, and some period correct like um, modifications and stuff like that. So it's it'll be wow. it'll be a cool project once I finish up uh, the other one. So hey, but yeah. that's awesome. That's we so digress. Cool. That was basically saying yeah. that's not a bad answer of Mark One Cooper S. Yeah. So oh, Mark One Cooper S. <laughs> I mean, it's just so. It's, it's, just it's the quintessential design, right? In my yeah. opinion, first of all, I love the yeah. slidey windows, the out hinges. I mean, silly, silly. I mean, I like Mark Twos too, actually, because yeah. since mine's a Mark Three, it has that grill, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I have a love for the grill, but yeah. this Cooper S just has everything that makes driving it so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it would be nice to just have it, just exactly like that. And yep. then all the pretty stuff, too. Of course. Do you see yourself owning more minis? Yes. Absolutely. Good answer. <laughs> uh, um, no, I I think in my dreamiest of worlds, I would get a Mark I Cooper S that I would daily drive. And then I would make this a rally car. Uh, I'd make Lottie a rally car. Ooh. That's kind of... I mean, since day one, honestly, that's kind of been my thought. I also, and from listening to your podcast, I realize it's very blasphemous, but I like the Riley Elf, and I like the other, like, renditions of the Mini. I think they're really cool. Um, No, I I am 100% on that. Everyone makes fun of me because I think if outside of Mark 1 Cooper S., or, you know, the standard saloon body, I think my next favorite is the Riley Elf or Wolseley oh, Hornet. I, I like, like They're oh my so fun. Yes. And when you kind of, like, make it, like, look like a little bit of a race car, you put some, like, yeah. wider wheels on. Dude, they're so cool. And that interior. I mean, when you yeah. daily drive your car, yeah. you actually want a little bit of comfort. This is something that I think people don't quite understand, but... <laughs> <laughs> when you're actually daily driving your car, you really yeah. want a cushier seat and you want like a cup holder somewhere. Cause I can't yeah. tell you how many times I've been on my way to work and I've like spilled my coffee everywhere. <laughs> um, no, I'm with so, you on that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that. 
I like that. Is there um, any many modifications that you've done and or plan to do that um, you really like? I love having a 1275. Um, she screams and it's so loud, which is really annoying, honestly. But um, so maybe deadening that a tiny bit would be nice <laughs> because I'll tell you when you're driving you know 400 miles up highway five and you like have yeah. earplugs in the whole time and it's still buzzing oh man um but i love the 1275 so it, and that was the thing we were gonna do if it didn't have it we got really lucky i feel um yeah because it came with it a seven engine too and it's been so reliable and just so wonderful i can't like speak greatly enough about it oh, nice. um we have discs in the front which is amazing she came with drums and i hate drum brakes so the discs have been an awesome upgrade again yeah. these are like daily driver things i think more than anything no um, those are great great upgrades i kind of want to put in a bigger like the dual uh gas tank but uh, yeah. since i use it for groceries and stuff i really don't want to sacrifice my trunk so <laughs> I go back and forth between doing that. Um, what's an upgrade I, I want to do? I think you could do the um, like the later model SPI engine or um, SPI or MPI gas tanks. I think are slightly bigger. I think mm. so. Maybe get, get you a little it. bit. Yeah, get you. I think it is. Get you a little bit more. Maybe. Yeah, I could be, I could I be wrong on that. Definitely gotta look into it because it, it is. You know, like, it feels like I get such good gas mileage. And I do get good gas mileage. It's like yeah. 35, maybe yeah. 40. Yeah, um, yeah. But you're still filling up, you know, so often. Um, there is something else that... I, I, I'm i at the point now where I kind of do want to re redo the interior a little bit, which isn't like a mechanical upgrade. Um, it did have, like, a really shitty carb on it, which has been upgraded um, and that made a big difference. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of have this like, so I know two people, each of them have minis and one of them, and I could be getting these two confused. So let me, let me just preface, but I'm pretty sure one of them has a nine, nine, eight with a supercharger uh -huh. and the other has like a 1275 with like, I don't know, a twin turbo maybe, which is utterly insane. And both of them rip harder than any mini I've ever seen. So I didn't really care for it before, but then when I saw both of their cars, I thought, hmm, yeah. maybe I'll, uh, maybe That's I'll do something That's one of like the that. questions I ask sometimes is like A-Series, Honda Swap, or other. And, ah. and uh, you know, I'm definitely on the A-Series fence, but like Me if too. I'm going to do something like that, you can pull a lot of power with those superchargers or turbo kits mm -hmm. and... And you're still like on the you know stock engine. Well, you yeah. know what I mean. But um, and it's still got a that character. Fan. Yeah, yeah, I love the A series. I mean, yeah. it, it gives it the character. And you know, I feel like you you feel me on this with kind of your your love of like the grittiness. And but that's the character of the car. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I feel like it loses a lot of that. I'm sure it's fun as hell to drive an electric mini or a Honda Swap mm -hmm. mini. Like they're probably rowdy as hell, but like. I like that weird tappity sound. I like the, you know, I just, I don't know. What my husband jokes about doing is, um, like, say we find a shell, because this is the only time I would ever not use an A-series, is if it didn't come with an A-series. Right. Um, we have some BMW R60-5, I think, and people actually put those BMW engines in minis. Mm. Um, I guess they're like half a Porsche engine essentially. And like, hmm. yeah, it's like if you took a, I'm pretty sure a 356 engine and you like cut it in half, that's essentially what these BMW uh, oh. motorcycle engines are. Okay. So okay. he's like, that would be like the strangest, coolest like thing to put in there. And since we might have it laying around, we should try that. Yeah, no, that would be super fun. I I would uh, be down for that. Well, Amanda, I appreciate you being on. And um, like I said, everybody go follow underscore grainy day on Instagram, not YouTube, unless you have a YouTube. <laughs> One Check day. It out. We'll see. Support.
support. Go check out our mini. Go check out our photography. Anything else you want the people to know? I mean, long live the mini. Um, <laughs> if you've been on the fence, oh, it's an old car. I don't know. Remember that for decades, people drove this as their daily car on road trips across the country to get groceries on bumpy post-war roads. You can do it and do it. it. I love it. I love it. We got to end up. That's going to be the Instagram clip, I think. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Well, I appreciate you again. Thank you so much. We'll chat later, and I will catch you guys on the next one. Thank you.